This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. To support the Quest and being able to produce more local programming, please visit thequestatlanta.com and click the donate button. Thank you for your generosity. The Quest presents an encore presentation of Heaven's Light with Father Jim Blunt. You're listening to Heaven's Light on your Atlanta Catholic radio station, AM 1160 The Quest. I'm Annie Porter, and I'm joined in studio by Steph Ike, Carol Tearsmith, and Jack Tyson. And of course, we have Father Jim Blunt from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. And today we're going to be talking about the Blessed Virgin Mary. But first, we know all good things start in prayer. So Father Jim, would you lead us in an opening prayer? Sure. I'm going to begin uh, by quoting Psalm 24, just a tiny bit of it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 The Lord's is the earth in its fullness, the world in all its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters He made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in His holy place? the man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men and the women who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. We ask you, dear Lord, that we would be men and women with clean hands and pure hearts, just like the Blessed Virgin Mary, your mother. You gave her to us as a model of the human race. Mary, on this your birthday, as we give you the gift of our love, we ask you to give to us the gift of your purity and your sanctity to the glory of the Most High God, the Holy Trinity. May Almighty God bless you, team, and bless all of our listeners with Mary's sanctity, and may he honor his mother today with great joy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Father, for kicking us off with that beautiful prayer. We're happy to have you with us today. Thank you. It's good to be here on Mary's birthday. Yes, it's very special. Today we've decided to host a birthday party for the Virgin Mary, Mother of God and Mother of all of us. So happy birthday, Mary. It has to be a very glorious day in heaven. And dear listeners, we're all going to be part of the celebration today. We are uniting with all the angels and the saints in heaven today. And we can only imagine what an incredible joy-filled time it is. Everyone singing and dancing and rejoicing with the humble queen today. And I just wish one of us could be reporting live on location. <laughs> Don't you guys? <laughs> uh, but we'll do our best right here to send Mary our love. Throughout the hour, we'll be reading birthday wishes sent in by some of our listeners for a virtual birthday card to mother, along with some favorite stories today. Father Jim, I think this is going to be really fun. So let's let's start with a few of those uh, listeners' birthday wishes. Uh, I've got a couple, and then I know Carol has one, so I'll turn it over to her. So the first okay. one, first one came from um, Martha in Red Bank, New Jersey. She said, um, "Mary, on your birthday, I want to express my gratitude for your openness in sharing the blessings from your immaculate heart to all of us who pray to you." For your intercession with Jesus, my heart belongs to you, Mother Mary. That's a pretty nice birthday card, don't you think? Yes, it's nice too to be receiving these um, messages from all over the country. People listen to the Quest a lot of different ways, and that's where the uh, the app comes in handy. So, um, I've got one more quick one, and then I'll I'll turn it over to Carol. Uh, Jerry from Venice, Florida, another another out of town listener, sent this one. He said. Happy birthday, Blessed Mother, and thank you for being an example of acceptance when you told the angel, let it be d done unto me according to his will. 
Great, Jack. That's a great one. Father, we have another one, uh, or I have another one from Stephen Vicky from Long Beach, California. And their blessing is, Dear Mother Mary, you have loved us from your most loving heart. You have given us the greatest appreciation, acceptance, affection, and attention for our lives than any other person could give. Thank you. And then they add, and may all the Blessed Mother's intentions be fulfilled this year. Wow, Father, uh, the couple's prayer is so beautiful. And what strikes me about it is that there's a, such a, a apparent contrast to their thankfulness uh, for the many blessings that they've received. And then yet their prayer is for all the Blessed Mother's intentions to be fulfilled. Would you comment on, on that? Well, like someone had mentioned that, this this particular um, salutation shows some maturity in this beautiful couple. That um, they're so grateful to Our Lady in a, in a very wise, too, in a precocious way. I mean, they say these beautiful things, like they thank her for uh, her appreciation, her acceptance, her affection, her attention. I mean, it's almost like a poem. It's so well written. But then they say they think about Mama, and that's so beautiful that what it speaks of is is of relationship. What we would say, perhaps, in counseling reciprocity, it speaks to this relationship that we are called to with Our Lady, that um, just like our beautiful God, the Lord does not want God to be like a, a distant watchmaker, like some of the deists might believe that, like, you know, something cold and distant and far away. And the same thing with Mother Mary. She's not a beautiful statue that's far, far away. She's actually very, very close. You know, one writer said that Jesus, another title for Jesus in our modern age would be this. Jesus is the distant God brought close. That's who he is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mary is something very, very similar. So Mary is not distant. She's very, very close. And Jesus has won her for us as our mother. You know, he could have won her for us, like, as our queen, perhaps, or as, as our ruler, or as our moderator. But Jesus wanted his mother for us to be our mother. And that speaks of the deepest and most intimate relationship. And it really expresses the desire of God. God desires, you might say, to, to squander his love on us. You might say to smother us like you would a little child with kisses. He desires to be close to us and to be affectionate with us. And he does that in one of the primal ways he does that is through his holy mother. And so this, this beautiful couple, they, I think they caught it, that we thank Mary for all she's done for us, and we say, now, Mama, what do you need? Mm-hmm. On your birthday, what do you need? Mm-hmm. But there's something even more profound about their, their little um, statement here. It seems to be prophetic. They say, may all your intentions be fulfilled this year. Well, let me tell you, beloved, One of Our Lady's intentions is that all abortions in Georgia and the United States would come to a complete halt. Amen? Amen. Amen. That really is in Mary's heart. It's in God's heart. And we be very, very careful about this. Abortion is not like one issue out of hundreds of issues. No way. Abortion is absolutely primary. And we can't even kill one single baby at any time. Every child, unique, precious, and unrepeatable, and loved by the Virgin Mary. And every baby was already redeemed in advance by the sacrifice of her son. And so what are Mary's intentions? Well, she wants peace in the world, but Mama knows better than we do that peace cannot come to the world until abortion stops. Amen? Amen. Amen. It just can't. And so Mama's intentions, she wants peace in the world, but peace not as the world gives it. She wants her son's peace to reign in the world. And really what that's getting at is she wants us to become saints. Only saints are peaceful. Everyone else is more or less miserable to one degree or another, more or less anxious and nervous. But really, only the saints have that peace where the Holy Trinity dwells and reigns within. Our Lady lived that way, and Our Lady's intentions is that this kingdom of peace, this era of peace, this triumph of peace, the triumph of the divine will of her Son, that that would come to the earth and that everyone would live in this incredible union with God, 
in union with God day and night. That's really Mary's purpose and her, her intention, that this country and the whole world would begin to live in a new state of being, almost like the Garden of Eden, a new state of being, where everyone loves everyone and everyone is in love with God and everyone is filled with a heavenly peace. This has been promised, and it's going to come. And so isn't it interesting in Mary's reciprocity that as this beautiful couple wants Mary's intention to be fulfilled, her intention is for us to have peace. That's what she wants. You want your children to have peace and holy joy in their lives. Right, right. That's exactly right. You know, Father, as we're sitting here, you know, in 2017, um, the request was started. And looking back, um, uh, that's the, that's the, was the 100-year anniversary of Our Lady of Fatima. And as such, the, the Our Lady was behind the, was the force behind the quest getting started. It, was, it happened in record, record miraculous speed. And so like, uh, thank, in a Thanksgiving kind of way, we, uh, Our Lady of Fatima is the patroness of, our, uh, of the quest. So um, would you, I think it'd be appropriate, since she is our patroness, if you would, you know, talk to us about the Blessed Mother at Fatima and some of the requests that she made to the children um, during those six different apparitions. Yes, well, it seems to me that the first thing you notice, and by the way, there is a new movie, isn't there? A brand new movie yes. out about Matthew. There is. Yes. I haven't seen it yet, but I've, I've heard some good comments about it, and I've heard a few who didn't think it was their most favorite movie, but for the most part, I hear very good things about it. So just to alert all of our listeners, I think it was just released in the last week or two, a brand new movie about Our Lady of Fatima. The first thing that draws my attention, and I think the Church's attention, it would be twofold. First, that Our Lady, of course, she appeared to children. Now, to me, this is significant, even as a priest. Like, I could say this. How come you didn't appear to me, Mama, to the priests and the Monsignors? <laughs> but, you know, or to the nuns? She didn't. She appeared to little children. And that is significant. Mama is, is pointing out to you and I that we have to be chaste and pure of heart. We have to be childlike. And Mama will appear to the chaste and the pure of heart. I don't care if you're 99 years old. If you're pure and holy, you're going to receive visitations of Our Lady one way or the other. So that's the first thing that really strikes me about Fatima. The Holy Trinity, looking throughout the world, found three innocent children. The Divine Trinity, through his mother, they found a human trinity, those three children. Isn't that funny? Three persons in heaven, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, found three beautiful children on the earth. Jacinta, right, and Francisco, and Lucia. And so there's a divine trinity and a human trinity. And who's between the two? Mama Mary. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's very significant that the Lord chose this trinity of children just to show the human race. Now, don't forget now, you're becoming too sophisticated. And that's back in 1917. We're becoming too sophisticated. How about now? too sophisticated. Remain, keep your childlike heart. And the other aspect of Fatima that just stands out immediately is that these were not children from wealthy families, to put it mildly. I mean, this was really a poor little village. I mean, it wasn't even a town. It's a little tiny village. And these beautiful people were very, very poor. And how they eked out a living seems to be a miracle in itself, how they even made it through each year. And so if that speaks to us, you see, of sacrifice, of the life of penance and sacrifice. And Mama Mary's message to the children and to the world through these children, through this human trinity, was precisely that, that we need to pray and do penance. We have to pray and do sacrifice. And so when I think of Our Lady of Fatima and the United States of America today, uh, those two messages are still very important. I think that many Catholics have responded to that first part, that we need to pray, especially the rosary. And we're doing that beautiful 54-day rosary novena right now. And I think many beautiful Christians have responded to that, even many of our Protestant brothers and sisters. But, you know, I think the other half of it, the, the part to do penance, 
we probably could do that a little better. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a need for us to do a little more penance. And jumping up to another um, approved, you might say, apparition site of our time, Our Lady of Mechagori, as a as a apparition site is approved by the Vatican, that there, too, we see a message of penance. And so I would say that to all of our beautiful listeners, that we want to recover a childlike heart. We want to become men and women of unceasing prayer, especially now, especially between now and November. Even we need to double our prayer lives, all of us. But there's also a need for penance. You don't have to search too far to find it, uh, it's more like accepting the crosses and, and the penances that come our way. And accepting them means not to be grumpy, not to complain about them. But when our beautiful God allows some little cross to come, and each one of us listening right now, listen, you're going to get at least three crosses between now and bedtime. At least three between <laughs> now and bedtime. And maybe you're going to order a, a hamburger with cheese, and you t- take it home, and there's no cheese in it. Don't you dare complain. That's your, your first minute for today. Except your, your juicy hamburger without the cheese. And maybe you want to get a flat tire on the way home. Now, that's a little bit bigger. And there, can you accept that without complaining or screaming or, God forbid, cursing? You can say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for this flat tire. Thank you for this flat tire. I know you'll send the right person to help me. But penance today has a lot to do with accepting the little trials that come every single day and the medium-sized trials. But especially it has to do with fasting. And so this is a bit of a call from Our Lady of Fatima and Our Lady of the Quest to all of our beautiful listeners that we want to do some sort of fasting this week. The traditional day is Friday, and even back years ago, centuries ago, Wednesdays, too, were a day of fasting. That's an old tradition, Wednesdays and Fridays. That's part of the message of Our Lady of Fatima. And see, what we see is most of our sinfulness here in the U.S. and all over the world has to do with pleasure. Almost all of our sinfulness has to do with an overindulgence of pleasure to the despising of God's will. And so that's why to right this imbalance, we have to have a little bit of non-pleasure, a little bit of sacrifice, a little bit of pain. That has a way of making up for the terrible sinfulness that we have. And so Our Lady of Fatima is asking all of us, if you've never fasted before, try it this week. At least one day, Wednesday or Friday or both, at least one meal on one of those days, just bread and water. If you're not used to fasting, then just try one meal this week and skip it and just have bread and water. You're mm-hmm. going to feel better. You're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. When you give us something for God, a seed of joy is planted. And you can increase it maybe next week and do two meals next week only on bread and water. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the message of Our Lady of Fatima. A, a strong part of it is return to a childlike heart Become a man or woman of persevering prayer and accept your crosses with a smile. Do a little bit of fasting. If I were to continue a little bit more, Our Lady of Fatima is a message of incredible triumph. It's a message of victory. Mama says, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. So what's the end result of being childlike and pure and prayerful and to do some fasting? The end result is a world renewed. But our Lord says we need to do this with all of our hearts now. He's calling all the troops throughout Georgia, throughout the country, calling all of his troops. We've got to now come together and be stronger and more mature and more united. We need to do our prayers with more intentionality. Mm -hmm. So there is a great victory coming. And we need to taste that victory now in advance and be part of the advanced troops. And this is part of the message of Our Lady of Fatima. Something stupendous is coming to the human race. And we're called to be part of that. Amen. 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 Thank you for sharing those thoughts. I took a lot of notes. Uh, and here's a birthday wish from Bob. Um, Dear Blessed Mother, I celebrate you on your birthday, and I'm thankful that you received with gratitude our Heavenly Father's request to be the mother of his son. Thank you for being in my life now and forever. That's a great, that's a great birthday wish. 
Father, you told us uh, on a previous show about uh, Mary's prophecy to George Washington. It might have been maybe a couple months ago when we did a show on patriotism. And so many of our listeners commented on that and were fascinated by that. Would you mind sharing that story again for everybody listening today? Yes, there's um, a fair amount of evidence, even in the Library of Congress, to corroborate this story that uh, General Washington received a visitation of Our Lady uh, in the tent in Valley Forge, and how she prophesied to our first president that this country would be going through three huge, you might say even horrific battles. And the first one Our Lady showed him, this beauty, so this woman of heavenly beauty appeared to him in his tent. And he went to speak to her to ask her why she was there, because he had asked for his attendant to keep him in privacy all afternoon to do his work, his battle planning. When he went to speak to her, he couldn't speak. He found he couldn't even move his arm. And he became enraptured by her beauty, and she spread out her arm, and she addressed him as son of the republic. So you see that our mother is also a queen. She speaks sometimes in a very regal way. And she knew she was speaking to a future president. And Mary loves our country. And she told our future president, Son of the Republic, look, she said, and learn. And she showed him the Revolutionary War that he was then fighting. And the good news about this, and that's the thing about Our Lady when she appears, she normally has good news. She was letting our poor president know he was in the midst of a terrible battle, and let's put this kind of bluntly, he was losing. In fact, there was no way, there was no way that George Washington could win that battle. We should have lost that battle. And his troops were mired in the snow, and they say that many of his troops, like half or more, did not even have boots. They did not even have shoes. So they were barefoot in the snow. And some of them did not have proper clothing either. They were freezing to death. They didn't have enough food to eat. It was a horrible situation. And Our Lady appeared to our first president, showing him that they would win this battle. And this country would be established, and they would flourish from east to west. She showed him the country from the Pacific to the Atlantic. That's when we were just 13 colonies, and Mary showed him that. So that was the first vision he had, that they would actually win this battle miraculously through the help of heaven. No. Uh-oh. I think we might have lost Father Father Jim. Oh, Hello. There he is. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> Just a long pause. Yeah, long pause. <laughs> well, she showed him that we would win, and the whole country would flourish. Then she showed him a second battle, and that was the Civil War. And she, she showed him brother against brother across the whole country. And it was what she showed him it almost brought tears to his eyes, what he was seeing. A horrible battle with this newly flourishing country would turn on itself. But then Our Lady showed him that as enough people prayed, heaven would send help, that the war would end, and people, the, the brothers would become brothers and sisters again to each other, and the country would flourish again, even more so. And then Our Lady showed our first president, at that time General George Washington, a third and final battle. And Our Lady said that the whole world would be arraigned against our country. The whole world, like perhaps we can put it this way, can you say new world order? The whole world would be arrayed against this country and its leaders and would try to destroy this country and would invade this country. And again, just like Valley Forge, it would look like we were lost. We were goners. We weren't going to win. There's no way. But Mary showed our first president these little campfires all the way across the country, from east to west to north to south. And these little campfires apparently represented Christian communities, Christian communities praying together, beseeching heaven to save us. And she made it clear that God would hear these prayers of, you might say, these refuges, these refuges of committed Christian believers, and would answer from heaven, send in an army, almost like millions and millions of angels from heaven, that the enemy would be pushed out of this country completely back across the ocean. This country would be spared and saved and thrive again and would last until the end of time. That's how she ended it with him. Amazing, amazing prophecy, and very hope-filled as well. 
Our Lady appearing to George Washington. And you know what, guys? This is not yet well known. It's just coming to the, to the public now. But you know another sign of the authenticity of this? Can I share this with you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, um, a lot of research was done at the Library of Congress, and there there is a list of the items in the President George Washington's home uh, at Mount Vernon, where he lived his last years. Because, you know, at that time, and it's still done today in many places, when you die, um, somebody comes in and they make an account of everything in your house, everything you own. And that's for the last will and testament. So that official list, by the way, is there in the Library of Congress. And there on the list, for those who think that our president did not see the Virgin Mary, in fact, not only did he see her, he was baptized Catholic on his deathbed, there among the list of items, it's really clear, a painting of the Virgin Mary and a painting of St. John the Evangelist. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. It's listed right there on, his, on the last will and testament on this whole list of items that were in his house to be divided up among his relatives. Well, guess what just happened just recently? Hmm. That painting was rediscovered by one of his relatives. It was like a great, 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 great nephew who had the painting and returned it to Mount Vernon just recently. It's been restored and it's up again. The original painting of the Virgin Mary that George Washington had in his house is now returned, the original painting, and it's beautiful. And you can find a copy of this painting on the Internet, and I will send you guys there at the Quest, I'll send you my team, a picture of it. We're making some right now for our community here in Georgia. And so maybe we can post it there on the Quest website, and we'll even send you little prayer cards with that image on it. It's a beautiful and delicate image. It looks like a lady of heavenly beauty like he described in this apparition. How could that be if he wasn't Catholic, if he didn't have a devotion to Our Lady? This magnificent painting of Our Lady in his home, there in his holy Mount Vernon estate. Alleluia. Alleluia. How cool is that? Yeah, we'd love to see that painting. <laughs> yes, we'll make sure we send it to you, maybe even later today. It's very, very beautiful. Great, Sounds great. great. I'm going to make you guys a bigger one. You can hang up there in the Quest radio station. <laughs> awesome. Hang it there. Our first Catholic president, and here is the painting of Mary that was in his house. We love, love it. it. <laughs> Steph will figure out where we're going to hang it. <laughs> Start a collection. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. Annie. All right. So, listeners, since it is Mama Mary's birthday, we want to celebrate it in a different way. And normally we'd be going to break right now, but we're instead going to listen to a very beautiful song. We are going to listen to Ave Maria by Celtic Woman in honor of Mary's birthday. So enjoy.
such a beautiful rendition of Ave Maria by Celtic woman and just happy birthday, Mama Mary, you know, what a beautiful way to celebrate and welcome back. You're listening to Heaven's Light on your Atlanta Catholic radio station, AM 1160, The Quest. I'm Annie Porter and I'm in studio with Steph Ike, Carol Tearsmith and Jack Tyson. And on the phone, we have Father Jim Blunt with us. Happy birthday, Mother Mary. Happy birthday, (laughs) birthday, Mama Mary. Mary. Well, Father, while we're all here wiping away the tears after listening to Ave Maria, I've been elected to, uh, to read you a few more birthday greetings, if that's okay. Sure, sure. And, and you mentioned earlier that we, you know, we, we get listeners from, you know, from faraway places, and the next two are, are definitely in that category. So uh, Lori uh, writes to us from Rome, Italy. Wow. Happy birthday, Blessed Mother. You are the immaculate and perfect beginning of the church, the body of Christ. May Jesus fill your heart with joy at all he has accomplished through you. With love and gratitude, Lori. Beautiful. It is, it is. The the next one is uh, Diane in La Jolla, California. And she wrote, Blessed Mother Mary, happy birthday. I have prayed to you all my life, and I am so thankful for all of my blessings my husband, my children, and grandchildren, and for my relatives and family, and for a wonderful life. Love yours faithfully, Diane. Alleluia. That was nice. Alleluia. Father, I think of Our Lady as the most brilliant of opposites. She's gentle, yet she's fierce. Humble, yet filled with the most supernatural grace and gifts. She's tender and warm, but persistent and steadfast and sacrificial. And like you say, she wears combat boots. She's a strong, strong one. And, you know, many souls we know have been saved through her intercession and her intervention by asking Jesus, give this soul to me. So I have a favorite prayer, and I'm I'd really like to be able to share it with you today and with our uh, uh, listeners. It describes really for me, our loving mom, and it's uh, come to us um, through Our Lady of Consolation's uh, website, and it's called Come to Our Lady's Lap, and it goes like this. My mother, I love you. Love me too, and give me a sip of the will of God for my soul. Give me your blessing also that I might do all my actions under your maternal gaze. Enclose the divine will in my soul, that it takes its prime place and form in my soul, its throne and dwelling. Amen. And with this prayer, Our Lady asks that we place all of our acts of the day onto her maternal lap. And just the vision of that gives me a lot of peace. So, you know, even though we're older now, I still think of her as the mama we bring our good report card to and our skin knee, you know, who hears everything that's on our heart. And, you know, when I have that kind of childlike heart, as you mentioned, I feel like that's when I'm closest to her. So she truly is the consoler, isn't she, Father? She's not only, um, it's true, she's the consoler. She, with her spouse, the Holy Spirit, but, you know, what I see in that is Mary is a special gift from God, a special gift from her Son, who enables me to fulfill His Word. And what is the Word of Jesus, her divine Son? Unless you become like little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, let me tell you, you are not a little child if you can't say, Mama. Mm. If you can't say, I love you, Mama. I need you, Mama. It seems to me that there's a brilliant gift in this this beautiful gift of God to us. There's something majestic here, something that's very, very wise, deep, profound, and holy. 
that if I can take the Lord's mother as my mother and be her little boy and not be ashamed of that and rejoice to be her child, well, you know what? That means I'm a little boy. Mm -hmm. I'm becoming a little child. That means I'm becoming qualified for heaven. Mm -hmm. Now, this is very interesting that Jesus giving his church, and she's not just for Catholics, she's for all Christians. The Lord giving us his mother as our mother, he's secretly giving us the gift to fulfill his own word, that through his mother we can fulfill his word, that we are like little children ready to enter heaven. It see, that happens only through Mary perfectly. So I see in Mary's motherhood a gift of salvation. It is a salvific gift. If Mary is my mama, then I'm a little boy, and that means I qualify for heaven. Mm. There's something very important there, you see. It's not just a cute devotion. It's actually salvific. We must become childlike. And the best way is to be, to be mama's little boy or mama's little girl. Don't be too sophisticated. Don't be too professional. Don't be too educated. Sure, you can get a Ph.D., but you better stay humble and stay childlike. That's the secret to life, the secret to joy. And the Lord says that's the secret to heaven. Amen. 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 Father, I have a couple more of these uh, birthday wishes, and this one comes from Dottie. And Dottie's note is, for those who were blessed to have a wonderful mother as a role model, and for those who did not have a wonderful mother, we thank you, Mary, for being our eternal mother, who constantly cares, guides, instructs, and brings us peace, um, dispelling fear through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Happy birthday, Mary. Dottie. And here's another another one from Elise. Thank you, Mama Mary, for never taking your eyes off me. Happy birthday. <laughs> and Very here's, good. And here's one more from Arlene. And we honor you as the Mediatrix of All Grace as we celebrate your birthday, Mother Mary. And that's from Arlene. Very good. I've got actually I've got one here too, and this one's from Nancy. Dear Blessed Mother Mary, thank you for always saying yes to Almighty God. Thank you for watching over us and warning us when we need to know. Much love on your birthday, Nancy. And here's you know, a, here's an. Oh, go ahead, Father. I just say this: this must give joy to God. I think this must bring tears to His eyes when mm. when He sees His mother honored like this. Mm-hmm. I remember being a newly ordained priest, and I. We would be saying masses around my hometown in Tampa, Florida. We'd be going around, and I would bring my mom with me to these different masses. And at one point, um, I would say to everyone, maybe at the end of my homily, my beautiful mom is here. And mom, would you stand up? My mom was so shy. She'd stand up, and you're so shy. And the whole church would explode with love and applause for her. Mm. And after mass... Everyone would gather around my mom. They left me behind. (laughs) (laughs) They all gathered around my mom. Everybody did. To hug her and to kiss her. And they loved her like they had known her forever. And you know what? It was the greatest gift they could have given to me. I would stand in the back and I would swell with pride. Watch how they love my mother. They almost forgot I was there. They were busy kissing her and hugging her. It was so beautiful. And I can imagine that if I have that attitude, what is the attitude of my Jesus to his mother, Mary, when he sees and hears these beautiful birthday greetings? Mm-hmm. I think he must be delighted with this. He's probably doing a backflip in heaven right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so happy that we love his mama. That's yeah. the kind of God we have. Amen? Amen. 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 And here's a good one. Happy birthday, Mama Mary. Love you, Helga. So she has the right spirit, too, doesn't she? Yes. And again, you see that childlike spirit that Mama Mary has a way of keeping us humble, Mm -hmm. keeping us pure, too, by the way. Mama has a way of keeping us chaste, and that's part of being humble. You know, when we decide to live in a pure way, there's something humble about that. And so Mary keeps me pure and humble, and those two qualities go together. I have one more birthday greeting here, Father, and then I think you had mentioned uh, off the air that you had some questions for us, so sure. we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll take those on the fly. the uh, The birthday greeting is from Janice, and and it reads, "Dear Blessed Mother, 
Happy birthday. You don't look a day over 2000. <laughs> That's from Janice. Uh, thanks. Uh, Thanks for always being there for us and always guiding us closer to your son, Jesus. Help us to surrender more fully our lives like you did. Teach us about courage. Teach us about love. Teach us about mercy. I love you so much. Good night. Please watch over me while I sleep. Janice. Very good. Can you still hear me, guys? Yes. yes. We can. Yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Yes. Um. You know, I'd mention that. She mentioned about 2,000 years old. And that's what really gets me about Mama Mary, that she still looks like a teenager. She mm-hmm. appears all over the world, and she still looks young and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's something there, you see. Uh, Mary has found the fountain of eternal youth. What Ponce de Leon was looking for, the Virgin Mary found. So the fountain of youth is really found in the Holy Spirit. He is the fountain of youth. And he's really, he's touched most radically in the Eucharist. When we Catholics, and anyone's welcome to join us, by the way, we'll have adoration here in our, in our chapel tonight in Covington. We're going to have adoration. Anyone can join us. But there before the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Spirit pours forth, and this is the fountain of eternal youth. Mary found that. And it reminds me of a famous, um, a famous book called The Diary of a Country Priest. I don't know if you all have ever heard of that. It's a famous Catholic novel mm. from the last century. It's a beautiful novel, and we studied it to some degree in the seminary. And I still remember reading that, that novel. Uh, it's very good. It's almost like, a, like it says, a diary or an autobiography of a priest. And it really brings to the forefront the life of a priest and his emotions. But there was there a line about Mary, about the Virgin Mother of God. And, of course, in the diary... And the author writes this, just a phrase within a sentence, within a chapter, within this novel. It wasn't even the center of the novel by any means. It was just a phrase. But in the midst of a sentence, he writes, Mary, younger than sin. (laughs) And I nearly dropped the book literally out of my hands. Although that's the most beautiful thing I've ever read. Mary, younger than sin. Mm. And so you see, Mary, she's the only human person that sin never touched. Mm. Jesus, of course, was a divine person. He had a human nature. He was a divine person. And, of course, sin never touched our beautiful Jesus. But the Father deemed that my beautiful Son, who will come to save the world with every drop of his blood, He can have nothing less than a mother who is perfect like him. And I will save her in advance. I will save her in advance. That's actually a biblical notion. They drank from the rock that was to come after them in the book of Hebrews. Mary drank from the rock that would come afterwards. She was kept free of sin in advance by her own son. She never, mama, never touched sin. And so she never became old. And see, that's the point that I felt the Spirit wants to make, is that, listen, my dear listeners, do you want to become young again? Here's how you do it. Stop complaining, go to confession, and become holy. And I promise you, you will become childlike with joy and goodness almost immediately. It is sin that makes us old. Sin makes us old. And that's why the saints who've had visions of heaven, and even some of our own relatives who've had visions of heaven, myself included, we have, when we've seen those things that God has shown us, there's nobody old in heaven. Mm-hmm. There's no gray hair and there's no glasses in heaven. <laughs> it's good to Everyone know. is young and handsome and beautiful. How about that, Jack? There's hope for you and me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be young and handsome and beautiful. Because, see, there's no sin in heaven, you see? There's no sin there. Everything is young and fresh and beautiful. And that's what we see in Mary par excellence. In Mary, we see the totality of the victory of her divine Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. And in his resurrection, we see the fruit of the victory of the God-man when we look at Mary. That's what he won for us. And as the saint says, what Mary was in the beginning... We shall be in the end. 
We shall be holy, pure, childlike, joyful, and beautiful in the sight of God forever. Like Mary, we will become younger than sin. Amen? Amen. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. (laughs) Our Savior has conquered sin in every possible way. And we are going to win a total victory. As Paul says, we are more than victors. Not just victors, we are more than victors. We will be forever young. Thanks be to Jesus and the prayers of Mary. Alleluia. 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 Father, I know you've, you've got a couple questions for us, but we have quite a stack of, of birthday greetings for Mary. So if it's okay with you, we're going to try to squeeze a few more in. Um, okay, go this, ahead. This one's from Maureen. Uh, my dear blessed mother, Mary, thank you for bringing me closer to your adorable son, Jesus. I love you. Amen. 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 The next one is from Sue. I am grateful to Mother Mary for keeping me enveloped in her mantle of care. Enveloped? Enveloped. Um, That's right. In her mantle of care and protection. Happy birthday, Mother, from Sue. And then and the last one I have is our, our dearest Mother Mary, happy birthday to the dawn of our days. Please keep our country under your mantle. Love the Youngmans. Very good. What's their last name, Jack? Uh, Youngman. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was set up. Father, there's just a couple more, and these are not even note. They're just notes of, uh, I guess, uh, gladness about a blessed mother. But the the mother who I can lay my head in her lap and cry and always be comforted. My Amen. mother, my mother, my beautiful mother, who will guide me and be with me always. Mm-hmm. And Mother Mary gives me comfort when I am dealing with family problems. Amen. 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 Muy importante, especially in our time. Mm. Boy, that we need that consolation of Our Lady. There's so many difficulties. Here's how my beautiful brother said it. My, brother, my little brother, Father Anthony, is a wonderful priest up north, and he used to put it this way. He said, Mary is the spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she is. She is God's sugar from heaven to sweeten our lives, and to make us sweet, you might say, in his eyes as well. Ah, so you're, are you going to ask us something about a little sugar land, places around the world? Yes, I, you know, I just so, I'm so touched by the apparitions of Our Lady across the world, and there's really a link between all of them. There's like a story that God is writing uh, through Our Lady that, that emphasizes the gospel and brings it out in clear relief. And the approved apparitions of Mother Mary across the world are manifold, and they're stunning, and they're always, like, perfectly designed. They're beautiful, and they always contain a pearl of wisdom, a pearl of great price. And most of us are drawn to one or the other. In fact, many non-Catholics are drawn, like, to Lourdes, especially, and to Guadalupe. So I want to ask you, team, if each one of you, if Annie and Steffi and Carol and Jack, if you could share with us, and then I'll share with you one that's on my heart. Oh, and what's your what's your favorite apparition or, or shrine of Our Lady, and why? Whichever one it is, could you share that with us? Which one touches you the most and gives you consolation or peace or joy, and why? So I'll go first, Father. So okay. this one actually, it kind of just caught my eye today because I love this quote. And so, and it's also fitting because Our Lady of Lost Salette's feast day yeah. is coming up on September 19th. So, um, but this quote from Pope St. John Paul II, La Salette is a message of hope for our hope is nourished by the intercession of her who is the mother of mankind. Very good. She appeared to two visionaries there, Melanie and Maximum. They were very, again, they were children. And uh, Melanie, by the way, became a very holy woman. I was reading about her just recently. Quite a holy woman. And there were, were there messages that actually talk about the book of Revelation, the book of the Apocalypse, back around 1846, I think it was. So that's amazing, Annie, that you would come up with that. 
And it's, it's really gratifying that our saintly pontiff, John Paul, would, would call to mind this amazing apparition and bring it to the fore in our time. I would recommend to all of our listeners to look her up, Our Lady of La Salette, an approved apparition, and a very long message uh, that was given to her by Our Lady about, you might say, the Book of Revelation, saying that we are living in those times now, those times of that battle. And this is an approved apparition with an amazing message. So thank you. I, I agree with you. That's something stunning, the messages of Our Lady of La Salette. And I should mention that she appeared there crying. Yeah. That's very touching, too, that our beautiful mother was crying, um, you know, for the sins of France and the sins of Europe. And we have to remember that we can bring God and Our Lady joy, but we can also bring them tears if we're not careful. And so we ask Our Lady of La Salette to forgive us if we've ever hurt her or her beautiful son in any way to forgive us and help us only to bring them tears of joy. Amen. 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 Well, I'd have to say that my personal favorite is Magigori. And I've had the the um the great joy to be there and actually experienced a handful of kind of supernatural events like the spinning of the sun and smelling roses and things like that. A few other things as well that kind of keep private, but um you really feel that overwhelming sense of peace everywhere there. And then obviously the fruits of it are substantial there's long lines to confession and all the confessionals are like little spots where priests from all over the world sit down to hear confessions and there's little signs up saying you know i speak italian (laughs) and polish or i speak german and english and so everybody's in line it's just it's just amazing and you can see the the tears weeping from the risen jesus and uh, just so many beautiful things. And the whole town comes to Mass at night. And there's so many of them, they don't all fit in the church. So there's a big uh, altar, as you probably know, outside. And uh, uh, it, it was just beautiful. So I, I guess that would have to be my favorite so far. But Yes, I, I agree with you. It's, it is um, something unique in, in the history of the church. It's, it's gone for so long. Mm-hmm. For several decades it's gone on. But our Lord himself, he gave us the standard, didn't he? He said, you will know a tree by its fruit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't know of any devil who wants to bring about millions of conversions and billions of confessions. But that's, what the, that's the fruit of this apparition. Is In fact, our, that wonderful priest that I've met before, you've probably heard him too, Father Donald Calloway. Yes. Oh, my heavens, his story. Listeners, if you don't know his story, you need to look it up today. Talk about a rascal. He he was a a teenager. Now, you won't mind me saying this. He was a bit of a criminal when he was a teenager. And he was naughty, naughty, naughty. And he was converted supernaturally by a book about Mechagori. He happened to find a book about Our Lady of Mechagori in his parents' bookshelf. He had never even heard of Mother Mary. And as he read this book all night long, and this is the first night he said he'd been stayed home in something like 10 years, every night of his teenage years he'd go out on the town, and he would get drunk and do all kinds of things. By some mysterious grace, he was like told to stay home, and he didn't know why he was told to stay, to stay home. And he found this book about Mechagori, and he read it. And when he finished reading it, he realized for the absolute first time in his entire young life, he must have been like, I'm guessing, 18 or 19, I don't really remember, but he he said, this is truth. I don't know what this is or where it comes from, but this is truth. And when the sun came up, he put on his blue jeans, was filled with holes all over his blue jeans and his ragged shirt, and he ran across the, the base where they were, a military base in another country. He ran across the base to the Catholic Church to meet the priests first thing in the morning and to join them for Mass and for the Rosary. But it's an amazing mm-hmm. story. He has become one of the greatest evangelists in the modern times. Mm-hmm. Father Donald Calloway, not from Medjugorje, from a book about Medjugorje. Would you give me a break? This must be from God. 
This is amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had him on the air for a, a couple of uh, hours, and he's just amazing. He really is. Yeah, Yeah, he is. He's, he's really chipper, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> he's a good one. Thanks be to God. Yes. Well, guys, our hour is unfortunately up, so we're going to have to pick up our apparition topic on another show. Um, but, Father Jim, we really, really are so appreciative of you joining us and to celebrate Mama Mary today on her birthday. And, Father Jim, would you close us out with a prayer and a blessing? Sure. I want to honor our beautiful mother with the Hail Holy Queen. Mm. Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of ease. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, please pray for us, most holy Mother of God that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And now, as a birthday present to Mother Mary, we're going to say a Hail Mary that this entire beautiful country will not only be spared violence, but the whole country will receive the grace of conversion for the complete conversion of the United States of America as a birthday present to Our Lady and to George Washington. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Lord Jesus, we ask you now through the prayers of Holy Mother Mary that all who are listening to this broadcast now or in the future will receive one day from your hands and your mother's hands a crown of victory, that each one who is listening will become a prince or a princess in your kingdom. We ask further that in this country complete conversion would be had and we would become as a people and as individuals younger than sin. May Almighty God bless all who are listening with the youthfulness and the joy of holiness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in to Heaven's Light today. We'll be back next week at 2 p.m. today's world, cybersecurity is critical for your business. Award-winning Versprite provides solutions to protect your company from hackers. For protection now, see Versprite.com. That's V-E-R-Sprite.com. The Quest thanks Versprite for their support. Do you have a friend or family member who's seeking to grow in their spirituality? Know someone who's fallen away from their faith? Why not invite them to listen to AM 1160 The Quest? We offer a wide variety of the most prominent voices on Catholic Radio. There are four great ways to listen to The Quest. On your radio at AM 1160, online at thequestatlanta.com, on your smart speaker, and on the Quest Atlanta app. Please invite a friend to listen to AM 1160 The Quest today. This is the home of listener-supported Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO, East Point, Atlanta.